Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. So the next contribution is from um, Sergeant Scott Sophie from um, a town called Evanston in Illinois in the US. And um, just to show off again, um, he sent me some swag. So he sent oh. me this and that's for the peer support program. That's something we're going to be talking about in the second half as well. Um, so there's a really interesting um, peer support program that he's going to be discussing and the advantage for that. And I think it's important, and that's going to be on the poster as well, that you offer internal support and you offer external support. People need to be able to choose. Some don't want external, some don't want internal. So I'm going to play you Scott's video now. My name is Scott Safier. I work for the Evanston, Illinois Police Department here in the States. Uh, I've been with the police department for 18 years. I hold a rank of sergeant and I currently supervise the community policing unit here. Historically, and I don't think it is just in the States, officers are very hesitant to seek help for their own issues because they're so used to helping others that it could potentially be seen as a sign of weakness. I think with healthier employees, you have less sick time you have employees who are less confrontational with people that they're going to encounter in the community. Uh, I think your community relations are better off when you have those healthy officers and peer support can play an integral role in that uh, and in officer wellness. So officers are reluctant to seek help as they're the ones who usually help others and they are they're worried it's going to be seen as a sign of weakness. This is a recurring theme during this whole webinar here. Um, so he's talking about the peer support program. We're going to hear more about that. And healthy employees are sick less, less confrontational and, you know, deal differently with the communities they serve. So there's an impact on the community again. Ginny, what do you think? Yeah, I think Scott's totally right. Um, the healthier and fitter you are, the better you are as a person and, and the easier you are in terms of dealing with other people. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a vital thing. The peer support program started here at the Evanston Police Department in the year 2006, so we've had it now for 15 years. Uh, there had been a marked rise in suicides in law enforcement, unfortunately, throughout the states in the years, in many of the years preceding the start of our program. We were taught about peer support by the Chicago Police Department, and Chicago has a very robust and large peer support program with over 400 police officers that are volunteer members. So we had in 2006, 19 members of our police department were trained for one full week by one member of the Chicago Police Department, as well as uh, his partner, who is a federal law enforcement officer who provided peer support to some of the federal agencies here in the States. The program began due to the concern over suicide and general officer wellness. And what we were looking to do was learn how we can provide support for our officers for our civilian members, as well as their family members, should there be a crisis on the job or off the job that uh, we could assist with if someone didn't know where to turn to get proper help. So the program entails on, on our end, we have our volunteer members that volunteer two weeks at a time. We have them pair up so that there's always a partner and they are on call should there be any need uh, arising for an issue on or off duty. Uh, some of the on-duty issues that could 
potentially involve peer support, would involve an officer-involved shooting, a significant injury to an officer, a, a very grotesque crime, uh, death of a child, or any of the other things that would be, you know, something well out of the ordinary uh, realm of what we would do on a day-to-day -day basis. Outside of work, however, um, you know, officers can suffer from depression. Officers can suffer from addiction, struggle with alcohol issues, go through financial issues, go through divorce issues. And, uh, you know, so instead of going somewhere to meet a brand new person, someone that you don't feel you can trust, someone that you don't feel will understand the stressors that come with a job in law enforcement. We believe that having a peer support program and having the ability for these officers to come and confidentially speak to their own peers, uh, it might, may make them more willing to open up and get themselves help, especially when they need it. One of the largest skill sets that's important if you're gonna be a peer support member is active listening. You could have all the best advice in the world, but if you don't have a true understanding of what is causing concern for the member or their family member who have reached out to assist you, then it's really hard to provide the proper support. So we have a phone number, an email address, as well as posters throughout various areas of the police station to let folks know about our program and how they can reach out to contact us. Our Police family members are also aware of the program. We created a two-page pamphlet uh, color document that we sent to the homes of all the officers so that they could discuss what the program is with their family members and make them aware of it. If a family member were to reach out to us for help for themselves or for their family member who would be our fellow officer, they can expect uh, that we are willing to come and meet with them in person or speak with them over the phone determine what the issue may be and provide some advice and or resources as to how they can, uh, you know, help rectify that issue. Uh, there, you know, so initially when starting off a program like this and knowing how hesitant officers are to talk about, you know, their personal struggles, one of the biggest issues was buy-in or credibility. Um, you know, is this really going to help? Is it really going to work? But more than anything, are the officers really going to keep their mouths shut? Uh, we can be a very gossipy group of people and, uh, you know, that makes for great friendships. But also when it comes down to it and someone is, it's no longer a joke and someone really does need help, we need the members to understand that we'll take that seriously and be quiet, you know, and just provide the help. Uh, one thing that's been useful that developed over time was basically a mutual aid concept where as peer support became a growing concept in our neighboring police agencies and those agencies became trained in peer support, we're able to network with each other to where if there is a major incident or an incident where an officer at one agency may not feel comfortable speaking to their own coworkers, we've made it so they're aware that they can reach out and we can at least assist in you know, providing a connection to a peer support member from another agency where they may not be as concerned with the confidentiality factors and the gossip factors, etc. I, I think after 15 years of doing this, though, and helping so many officers in their time of need, the credibility has increased because we've proven that we are not talking about this. We're strictly here to get help and to care for the membership. 
So we've seen a wonderful impact with this program. Um, you know, it's we don't really keep hard statistical data, and that's actually kind of the point. Uh, we're not pressured by our administration, by our chief of police, to give any form of an annual report or any data to it. I believe fully that we have the support of our administration. They know the effectiveness of the program, and they know how important it is for both the officers and the organization. I think there's a decrease in liability when you have healthy police officers coming to work. And it's wonderful that they let us do that without, uh, you know, without really asking questions. By keeping this program's oversight and management in the hands of patrol officers, it decreases the potential for conflict of interest with a supervisor becoming aware of an issue that even though the goal is confidentiality for peer support, that supervisor may have other rules and regulations that they're bound by from the agency to report an issue that they become aware of. Okay, some really, really good points in there. So one was um, it's internal. Some people might feel very comfortable with that. It can be confidential because you can go to neighboring departments. The bosses don't ask for any KPIs, key performance indicators. That's also quite interesting, although an evaluation would always be good because if another department wanted to maybe introduce that, they might want to know, you know, what is the outcome of it? Um, and it's patrol officers who are in charge, so it's not supervisors. So that's very interesting. Jing, do you have any observations? Yeah, I think it's a great scheme. I think we should do a lot more of it. I think the fact that they're not reporting back to the organization is a great bonus. Uh, it's also a credibility factor that they're they're dealing with their own peers who understand the job that they're they're struggling with. Uh, I think interagency work would be great. It doesn't necessarily have to stay in the police service. You could look at other emergency services and and be able to support each other's agencies so that if a cop doesn't feel comfortable speaking to anybody in the police, they can access a hub where they can speak to another emergency responder who can help them through. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.